Well, welcome back to Empower with Emma. Um, this week we have an amazing guest on. He is the one and only Mark Fennell. He has been a life coach for the last 15 years. And not only for myself did I want to get him in the studio, I want you to listen to his well full of knowledge today. Well, today I have the one and only Mark Fennell. Like, he is a life coaching. I'm going to call him another guru because I love the word guru. I think he's just amazing online, the vibe he puts out, the energy, and I had to get him in the studio today. So, Mark, thank you. And thank you for having me. I'm delighted oh, to be here. Like, we've been Insta friends. <laughs> I know, and meeting you in real life is fantastic. I know. And so, you're full of energy. You're, you're just the person online and offline is the uh, same person. That's a good thing. You're the same. You're the it's same. A good thing. Yeah, literally, because I think we were only chatting about this off air. It's just like, you know... Like, I actually haven't met many people who are my friends on social media, especially with mm. COVID, lockdown, and it's all about the energy you put out. And when you see them in person, you're just like, oh. And even, like, I reached out to so many people, say, like, for the, I was like, I'll have 10 episodes for the first pod. And I reached out, I was like, oh, maybe some of them might not come back. I'll just, yeah. you know, that self-belief, doubt, fear, all that Inner jazz. Inner critic. Inner critic, you know it. And I was like, oh, no, sure, come here. A few of them, sounds, it's nothing got to do with me. It's nothing personal, but yeah. you, you have to take it on the chin. And basically nearly everyone wrote back. I was like, oh my God, maybe I am a nice person. <laughs> That's a testament to you, you see. I, no, it did. No, it was good for my my inner critic because I do think we have that. Yeah. If you've read the, what's it, the, it's the Chim Paradox with Jim Gremlin. Paradox. That's uh, it was literally like, no, no, no. Monkey not, brain. Yeah, we're not going here. Um, but to start off with, um, for anyone, you know, only listening as well, who doesn't know who you are, he is a life coach and he has like, how many years are you in it now? So I'm just over 15 years in it, but I started yeah. in it probably 20 years ago. What I mean yeah. by that is that wasn't official or qualified at that stage, but I was more of a, um, a volunteer. Um, so my parents were always charity driven yeah. and they would drag us along to help them out Aww. and they did a lot of youth club works. Amazing. So I was dragged along to, you know, give drinks out and this, that and everything else. But they were, did a lot of work in inner city Dublin and yeah. all over the place. So we were just kind of brought along and got involved. And I suppose from that, I saw the good that it did. Aww. And even though I was like, you know, teenager at this stage, but yeah. I, I did start to notice it. And I, when I saw people would thank them and parents would thank them for putting it on because it'd be free or whatever. Yeah. I kind of said, you know, isn't that so nice? I don't know, something just clicked with mm. me. And then I'll give you the short story of the no, long No, no, you can, you can tell us all. So I love the giving. I just think I know, it's so nice. All day. But basically, so what happened was, um, I ended up obviously liking this kind of, you know, fulfillment that it gave me or whatever. I just like being a part of it. And I made some friends with it and whatever. Yeah. So what I did was I started to, you know, I got a bit older. I started to do the work myself and mm. kind of, you know, have groups and different things. Mm. And it was just more giving them instilling a kind of motivation. I've always been a very motivation person. Mm. So like put the fire in their belly, get them up and going, you know, self-belief conquers all. And I love it. So I started to do that with a group of inner city kids. And uh, well, they were teenagers at this stage. And the leader of the gang, um, I I kind of befriended him and I always knew that because I did get some training as well, you know, had to deal with kind of gangs, so to speak, or whatever else. You you kind of win the leader of the gang, mm. you want to win the gang, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I did kind of cl uh, click with him. And so I started working with him. And I saw, but I, I saw that the outlook he had was so bad. And so for me, it was mm -hmm. really bad. He said, well, if I live to be 21, that's more than my brother got because he died before his 21st birthday. Okay. And he said, 
my mum, you know, was heartbroken and his background was kind of a rough background and different things. Drugs, obviously, was yeah, rife yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So the outlook was really just survival. And yeah. that's why the street street mentality of, yeah. you know, st- you know, I suppose uh, street smarts, it's a survival nature. And I saw that. It's the that. fight or flight, basically. Yeah, They're in that mode all the, time. all the time. All the time. And I didn't come from that background Um so it was it was just a different world to me mm. and I saw the the threats that's normally there and I can under, I got to understand why they didn't like the guards through the jigs and the rails we ended up working with the guards because the guards saw that there was actually a bit of a change happening yeah. on and they got us involved and then I was invited to the guard station to meet the commissioner and they're saying no, there's a good work going on here it's all voluntary mm. no government support but like these people are just doing it because they want to help and it was why did we do it? It was just really rewarding to, to, to do. You felt you were doing something good. It yeah. was like complete selflessness, right? Mm. Now, my parents, I, I did, I have to say credit to my parents because that's where I got that from, yeah. right? But um, anyway, so I ended out, fast forward a few years later, I'm walking into the RDS, there's a rugby match on and I hear, Mark Fennell, is that you? And, he, and I turn around, this big tall guy, and he goes, it's me. And it was him. Oh my God. And he was the head of security. <gasps> I nearly get butterflies in my It was amazing. He was oh the head God. of security for the wow. rugby match. And he says, I got out of that place. He said, I have a house now. He says, I'm married. He says, I have two kids now and this and that. And he says, but that's all because, you know, whatever stuff that, that you help. But look, I always say to people, it's get a good coach. Yes, it's brilliant. But it's no good unless you implement. Yeah. And I kind of say, okay, great. I, I was a massive help there. Mm. Brilliant. Okay, that's brilliant. But the credit goes to him. Yeah. Because he put the graft in. Yeah. And so at that point, I'll never forget it because I was like emotional. I was with the lads, so you can't be showing that you're emotional, but you yeah. know yourself. You, know, you can't I, be I emotional be a bit. Nah, this uh, no, come that. on. Of course you can. Gender equality like, uh, here now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but like, it just, they'd be going, what are you upset for? Or whatever. Yeah. And I just remember going, like, you know, Man, that's amazing. The work mm. we did those many years ago yeah. have changed his life and whatever. And he talked about other guys that were in the group and they've kind of, some moved on, some were actually not alive anymore, sadly. Mm. But that then penny dropped. I said, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And how old were you then? Period. Oh, I was only young. I was, um, I was in my 20s at that stage. Yeah, I was early 20s. And just, it wasn't yeah. like a big thing, wasn't it? Like a life coach, like say, you know, you said over 15 years ago, like was it accredited like or was it or, like... No, so I qualified actually 15. I had to do a lot of study stateside. Okay. To, and life coach wasn't a word. Wasn't it? No, yeah, it was personal really development li- coach. Yeah. My, my first official title was... PGC. Well, it was personal and business development coach. So That's I, very corporate. It is. I started in the, the business coaching. Mm. That's where the love came because someone gave me, when was it, my dad actually gave me a book that I read one time and I was like, that's a really good book. I want to yeah. read more books about business and yeah. you know self-sufficient and all this kind of stuff so I got fascinated with the business world I was always doing entrepreneurial see. I had yeah. that thing so I was really really young so if you gave me something that I could do or learn from I was always onto it so I did that um, and that was not the career I was going to go yeah. coaching was not my plan from a young where age you, where did you want to go like I was going to be an electrician Gosh. that was my thing not mad yeah, yeah. I'm a qualified electrician oh, I did st- it you're a jack of all trades yeah, I over did here. yeah you know <laughs> and that was the thing I actually went on and did it and became qualified and it was at that stage then See, but what I was doing that, I was working with the volunteer on the weekends. Okay. So it was all kind right. of things. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's was at that moment I kind of said, I want to do this for the rest of my life because it just, the reward, the fulfillment you get, you can't take credit for a person changing because, you know, you only mm. get notions of yourself mm-hmm, if you do. Mm-hmm. But to play, be a part of someone, you know, I suppose creating a new mindset and self-belief that they otherwise wouldn't have had before or presented to them before. It's just so rewarding. And I was like, I have to do this. Anyway, that's a long story. Look, sorry. Oh, I love that. I really like that because that like definitely pulls on a heartstring because even what we were talking about before off air is like, 
I only went into coaching say two years ago so I'm only at the start of my journey and I'd nearly look at you I know comparison is the thief of joy yeah. but it'd be like oh my god you do get in that mindset especially during like COVID oh my god he has this and da 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 da, da. you put the graft in for over 15 years I'm only at the bottom and like at the bottom step yeah. and you just chip along chip along but even like you said like I have clients and stuff but like even seeing where like from the, like and some of them are still with me from the start like two years ago and Sweet. like seeing what they've done to where they are now like some of them have went abroad to work they've literally you know broke up with their relationships or like they're doing themselves their confidence like even like it's just amazing I'm like I was part of that like what you said not I did that but I helped them realize and I think that's definitely something that really mm. helps me inside like I was saying to you off air I was like I went through like a bad breakup say two years ago and it's so funny I only said to Mark I was like oh the pod is like you know for me it's a stepping stone into you know obviously creating my own vulnerability yeah. but being my authentic self and he was like that's a very powerful statement where did that come from so I basically just gave Mark a background about you know my life and what I've been through but I think when you get to that point it's like you do want to help people like you want to share your experiences with them in order to be a better person absolutely I think the biggest thing for me where I mean I got that mm. But becoming a coach, you learn so much about yourself. I mean, oh you really do. Like, and for yeah. me, I had a pivotal moment where yeah. I had, I, I was working on what I did. I loved what, what I was doing. Yeah. And we were involved in another business as well. Myself and my wife, we've always worked together. Um, You're a great In team. what we do. Uh, our joint at the hip. Yeah, it's so cute. I just see you together. Do you know, you know when we met? <laughs> You're like best pals. I have to give you the story. Do you know when we met? When? We were seven. Ah, stop. That's a true story. Yeah, that's so cute. Yeah, I'm a big. Yeah, they're like best. No, you're not a big sap. I, <laughs> I love that, it though. I love it. I think that's like true we, we love. We were like, I'll be honest with you. We were best mates. Like, I so love it. the thing is, now we didn't always hang out growing up in the teenage yeah. years because I wouldn't have been cool enough for her. But, <laughs> but she can listen to this. You know, so she may, she might even listen back. I yeah. don't know. But uh, yeah, so then uh, when I started working, had a few bob and I kind of invested in myself. Good. You know, if you, you, you know, got a new pair of jeans, like, uh, she said, oh, he's looking all right now. Okay. Anyway, eventually. Oh. So, yeah, we're together along. To, we're together. We're actually, we're married 20 years this year. Like, like you're like Benjamin Button. How old are you? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. You're good skin, Mark. I, I, tell me I the regime. <laughs> I could tell you the regime. Drink loads of water. Um, but no. So where was I saying with all that? I'm going to I got confused. Where were we saying it? We were talking about your, like you, your energy growing from people, you're growing from coaching, you're evolving. Yes. And so, um, so you got distracted there thinking of herself. Um, <laughs> but what happened, what, what I, what I, I suppose really was pivotal for me was when I went through, um, a, a breakdown. A nervous breakdown. Okay. And you think, well, Mark, were you an anxious person growing up? No, not really. Mm. Where did it come from where anxiety was through the mm. roof? And what happened was I was literally burning the candle at both ends. And we were both just all in, working, yeah. working, working flat yeah. out, like mad hours, mad weeks. Weekends we were, you know, doing. This. And so you're thinking, well, I was doing good things. I was volunteering the things. I was working the yeah. business. But I was doing so much, so much time. Like my nervous system switched on constantly, right? Sleep started to be affected. Um you know, palpitations, different things like that. All the symptoms of what we would say right now is anxiety. Yeah. And just overworking. But I didn't realise it was even called anxiety back then. Like back then it mm. was not even a name. It was like, what is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, we used to, say, years ago, people used to say, oh, he suffers with his nerves, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. That was yeah. that was the term. Yeah. Anxiety is what we call it today. Yeah. But anyway, long story short, um, I, one morning, 
I was working with a couple the night before doing relationship mediation and I'd just done a, a, a seminar talk. Mm. It was about for an hour or whatever. And afterwards, it was a relationship thing. A couple came up to me. We we're going to divorce, but we said we come tonight as the last kind of chance yeah. and see is it really what we want to do? We'd love if you could help us. So I ended up talking to them for about an hour and a half. Got home at half 12, 12 or half 12, something like that. And the only time I could fit in the gym was like the next morning. So next morning, six o'clock, half six, I'm in the gym. So I probably five hours sleep, right? Yeah. This is the way my life was. And I, although I was enjoying it, yeah. mental, it's not a life, not yeah. quality, right? Yeah. Chest pain, collapsed in the gym, rushed to hospital. They think it's a heart attack. And I'm like a young fella at this stage. So I'm like, what? The fear of God comes into you, right? When you're knocked like that. You think, everyone thinks when you're in 20s and 30s, you're bulletproof. Yeah. Until you get really knocked. And I didn't know what I was going through. But what I realized, and if anyone's listening in, when the door opens on fear, when fear gets in, it doesn't leave straight away. No. You got a deal. And what happened was anxiety came in, ruminating on my health, you know, health, I suppose, mm. phobias and so forth. And I just got very, every sensation, hypersensitive to sensations and all this kind of stuff. They kept me in it. It turned out it wasn't my heart. But what they said was, um, it was probably due to overwork and stress. And yeah. I said, okay, that's poss possible looking at my schedule. I recited my schedule to the, my doctor and he said, what? And he says, that's that's like two people's full-time job. Like, yeah. You know, that's so. That's so funny you say that because like pre-COVID, I was doing the exact same. And I was like, everything's fine. Life is amazing. And I was only saying it as well as like, I got up. Like what you said, half six in the gym, then I'd go to work, work a full day, doing stuff, go and get my nails done on my lunch break after I meet someone, then I could do something else or college work or whatever. And I was only stopping at nine or 10, but I thought, oh, that was fine. And people that used to even say, talk to me, be like, you have 48 hours in your 24 hours. How do you do it all? But mm. I wasn't even, I was like, this is grand. But I only realized through what I went through the last two years and I'm still only learning now like what you said that door is still kind of swinging like a swinging door like a yeah. saloon door it's going to swing a little bit yeah. and it's working on that all the time but I definitely I didn't realise how burnt out I was until I had to stop e.g. Yeah. COVID breakup everything like that and even you were forced to stop oh I was forced yeah. to be like you have to put the brakes on right now and now I really delve into my thoughts you know, asking myself questions, checking myself before I wreck myself. Yeah. Like all those sort of things. So then even for yourself, how do you basically like preserve your energy and how do you stop, you know, let's say rumination for yourself? Mm -hmm. Like what do you do in order to bring yourself back to you? Because you're going to have center, back to say. center. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back to alignment. And obviously you're going to have, you know, like tough days like you said you were you know giving a talk yesterday back to back meetings clients like how do you actually have time for you now without burnout yeah exactly so I mean I learned the hard way yeah but what happened to me was and that's why I think it sounds funny but I'm so glad what I went through even though it was I agree hell. same with me I, I'm, I I've no regrets like because you have yeah. to learn through that absolutely it, it, it was hell I had to rebuild my mindset confidence my thinking everything Literally, and it took me about two years to get rid of the anxiety, mm. to get rid of the uh, rumination and stuff like that. And yeah. it, it, I think it's made me the coach I am today because I literally had to rebuild my mindset. I didn't want to go on medication and mm -hmm. I'm not against medication, but I didn't want to go on it. Um, they wanted me to, oh, listen, they wanted me to do all mm. sorts of things. I didn't do therapy. I didn't do the counseling. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm all on for those things. Yeah. But I didn't do them. And I didn't do the the medication. You're thinking, oh, no, Mark, well, what's, what, what's your yeah. reasoning and all of that? Something in me said, if I can, if I got myself into this mess, the same brain should be capable to get out of it. Mm. That was my very analytical approach, right? 
And I said, I'll do all of those things, but first I am going to go all in on me. And I heard a mm. quote by Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, who I loved, Terminator. Yeah, you know, of also. course. And he said it. He said, we all go about having our plan A and our plan B. Yeah. He said, remove plan B and go all in on A, as if B doesn't exist. Yeah. And we see sometimes we do this kind of, oh, plan A is this. But if that doesn't work, I have plan B to kind of reassure ourselves. Oh, I went through this as but well. But what if you don't have a plan B and your only option is success of A? Yeah. And that was my approach with my mindset and my mentality yeah. and everything. And I literally, from beliefs and values, from core me to, out mm. to, you know, the whole through and through, I had to rebuild myself. And that was what no book could teach me. Yeah. I did so much studying. Yeah. You know, I literally, <laughs> I tell you, study I probably, out. the equivalent of a degree in psychology in six months, I'd say, with the study I did. Yeah. But, you know, long story short, mm. um, I learned the hard way and I learned what works and what doesn't. There's a lot of fluffy out there, a lot of toxic, positive stuff that doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that's a route anyone or I, I wouldn't even advise that for everyone. I did it because I had a background in coaching and I had a, some notions mm. or like idea of concepts of what can work and how the brain works and the power of thinking. Yeah. And I said, if I don't get out of this, okay, well, then I'll do whatever people tell me, yeah. but I'm not going to give up on me first. Yeah. And it was that quote, I remember he said that. And um, I said, I'm going all in a, on A, like there's no other option and I have to make this work as if I'm on an island yeah. and the only person that can save well, me here is me. Yeah, a bit, bit like Castaway. <laughs> you know, I remember oh. one day, I remember one day and yeah. um, and I meant, I just went, because you just, when you're at the end of your tether, if you've had anxiety to the levels I had it, everything's dark, everything's bleak, everything is just, you're in fear, like chronic fear. I lost two stone in weight, like it was mental stuff. Wow. But I remember just going, please, God, help me. I did that. I was at that. Like I rich, I'm literally resonating in, mm. with you now because, and I still feel I do have a little bit of that. Like what you said, it never goes away. You still have a little bit of anxiety, a bit of a come down fear because you're letting the old like go and you're trying to feel the new, but you're still in that kind of period of growing into a different version of you and leaving stuff behind. So there's still going to be a bit of a, a heaviness yeah. in some sort. And like you do think I'm such a type of person that like you feel it has to be done like now yeah. and you pressure yourself, overachiever, perfectionism, like all that. And I do probably think that like definitely other people struggle with that as well and social media. And for anyone out there, like what would you say to them for that? Like, you know, or even for me, it's like, obviously I'm a coach, but still everyone has that. Like I know I was even reading. Because everyone's know, human. <laughs> everyone is human. Like no one's perfect. Like no one's going to be the perfect picture. Do you know that way? So like... Yeah, how did you get through it, like, past that then? Wow. Well, I mean, the, this is what I continue to work with people today on. And this yeah. is it, you know, the, the, the facets that I went through. And it's it's not obviously a quick fix. And, you know, how long have you got? But um, I really went into, it goes down to your core beliefs and values of yeah. who you are as a yeah. person. That's mm -hmm. a big foundation. Mm -hmm. That's why I said to you, my authentic self, because authenticity is one of my core. I like that. Yeah. But that's, you know, your beliefs and your value, what mm. you really believe, what you really value. And, and the narrative that you live by and have mm. been living by and, and doesn't need to be amended. And also then I, I would help people very much so with their mindset mm. and trust in their gut and separating your heart from your head. Yes. You know, a lot of us, I don't mean physically, obviously, but I'm talking about metaphorically because a lot of us, you see, if your thoughts were always true yeah. or if your thoughts were you, yeah. you'd never have a nightmare. Yeah. Because why would the brain choose to have something that you don't want and would scare you? Mm. Why would it do that to itself? Mm, that mm. proves that your thoughts are not always your own. Thoughts are not facts. You know, this is exactly mm. it. And I always, one of the things I tell people yeah. is, listen, your, your thoughts, what you're thinking right now that has you worked up, is it fact or fiction? Yeah, yeah. Well, it could happen. Well, then it's fiction until it's fact. 
you know and that's it's something that we always need to remind ourselves of. our thoughts are so real because they're imagery and they're visual mm. but it always comes back so if you ask me how I get over well what I do is with people mm. I go back to the beliefs and values and then we work on the mindset and then we work out any kinks in the armor sometimes around self-belief sometimes around confidence sometimes about their outlook fixed and growth mindset is yeah. a massive thing yeah and that's the thing I was, only, ta- thing. I was only talking about this to uh, Denise Kenny Bird and something Denise that Denise is great yeah she's great and you know what like what you said everyone even for me even when I'm going to like clients everything like that as well especially with COVID it's that scarcity mindset and you think oh there's not even when I was there's setting up enough. my pod there's not enough there's not enough and even when I was starting like my pod I was like oh sure everyone's setting it up and da, 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 da. but then you have to have the abundance mindset and like kind of bring it back but it's it is I think it's it's really educating yourself on the stories in your head isn't it like that you can flip the yeah. switch and go hey very much so. I want to flip it but I don't think people realize how much power they actually have over their thoughts this is the thing you know I, I always will say this to people it's, mm. it's not based off your, your your monetary value how much money is in the bank your credentials qualifications or even your skill sets mm. you know the only thing that defines your success is not how big any of those things are yeah. it's how big is your thinking yeah you know and when I work with people I you know they'll have struggles or challenges or whatever else what I my job and a lot of times particularly when I work with corporates is to get them to dream bigger than they do because the dream big mm. well why not dream big what does it cost you to dream big yeah. and some because what happens is then fear comes in and says oh but that's too big yeah. oh that's unrealistic and I said well you've just said it's unrealistic you just said it's too you've big you've labelled to do. it you've just mm. what we've called now your limiting belief is actually what's yeah. controlling your dream yeah. and so I always say to people is that look dream big aim high mm. and there is no plan B we're going all in on A here and let's, go, let's make it happen yeah but what if A fails? If A fails, it'll be the biggest learning lesson you'll ever have. Yes. There'll be a new A just after it. Yeah. But get, get rid of B. You know, you've probably heard the quote, they say, burn the boats. Mm. You know, and, uh, it comes from the Spanish Inquisition when they used to take the islands. Um, they would send the soldiers in. And uh, so the, the the galley ships, the big ones would pull up and they put the soldiers on the small ships and send them over to the island mm. and they'd have to burn the boats. Mm. So they said, you're not getting off the island until you've taken the island. So there's no plan B. You can't run and retreat, get on the boat and back to the galley. Yeah. They said burn the boats. And that's where the quote says burn the boats so that when you're going to take the island, you have to take the island. Yeah. It's do or die stuff. Go all in on A. And I always say that and it's hard for people because when I challenge people like that, yeah. it's difficult. And like even by like you saying that about the quote, I nearly am after taking it and putting it into a different analogy. I love doing things like I this. I like that. Where it's like plan A, you're the plan A. Plan B is other people, is judgments, is, you know, what they have yeah. for you, all that. But because I do find, I, I do think it's like an Irish mentality as well, because we, we always love to look after other people, like, you know, your caregivers. But how do you look after yourself, Planet? It can be hard for people to actually go, am I being selfish? Oh, my God, am I giving back to myself? Have you ever had, like, struggles with that yourself personally or, like, with clients that you're just like, it's, I know it's mindset and beliefs, but it's nearly like they have something inside them that they need to do it, but it can take time, you know? It always takes time. Doesn't it? But I always say the first part is identifying it. Yeah. I, I, when I meet yeah. with a client, I say, look, I'm not asking you to figure out the mode map. I just want you to kind of agree a destination yeah. of what it might look like if we can actually manage yeah. to get you there, you know, from a personal level mm. or maybe a professional business level. Mm, mm. And so I said, well, what I'd like, I said, what's the dream? I said, if, I, if I'm, and a lot of my if clients are listening, they know I say this. I said, if I was a genie in a bottle and I could give you one wish right now, what would it be? And I said, and fear doesn't exist before you make that wish. Yeah. And they'll go, oh, if 
I'd love to be this, 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 yeah, this. Yeah. And then we start formulating a plan around it. Yeah, because that's like your subconscious thinking all these thoughts, but it's not coming up into fruitation until you're actually put on the spot and challenged. Because you're probably conditioned. And we're 100%. always conditioned. The teachers we've had, maybe your parents, maybe our siblings, yeah. maybe our friends, even relationships can condition mm. people. And I condition them in a negative way. Yeah. And that's where mindset is. I always say mindset's like a radio. You can either, you know, I just said that. Just yeah, listen to yeah, the radio yeah. or you can manually set it. Yeah, you can be like, I'm turning it from an FM to an AM. I'm changing that stage. You kind of have to. And this is the thing, yeah. massively. Sometimes people, fixed and growth mindset shows up. Like people use the term scarcity mindset. Yeah. I will go further and I call it it's a poverty mindset. Okay, right. Because you're you're concerned that there's not enough to go around. Mm. And if if you are above the bread line, you know, you've got notions and that's not right. Yeah. You know, you've got to kind of go with the flow, stick with the crowd. And if the crowd yeah. are like here, we're, we're not going to raise our head above the parapet. It's very much a, a, what we call a poverty mentality. Okay. It's And it's like, I suppose you, you put it like this, you're in the always, you'll compare way more mm. because you're looking what's the standard? What do I want to fit into? And it's like, there's a scarcity. And when you see someone doing well, it annoys you. Socials have had a big impact, I think, on that. Massive. Because like, you're, literally. you want to do well yourself, but yet you're afraid to do well and you get bitter with those that are doing well because then you interpret, oh, there's not enough to go yes. around. Market saturated. And jealousy and stuff, it's not, it's not good for like your insides. Like you have to like be inspired by those people and say, why can't I do yeah. that? Why I, can't I? Why she's doing it? She's fair play to her. Because like, don't exactly. get me wrong, I did have that, 100%. I think you're, I think everyone thought, oh, you're this, you're that positive. Everyone I think goes through that, going, oh, look at her, she has this, or look at him. But then you have to check yourself and go, right, I'm, I'm turning a negative into a positive. Why can't I have that? It's like changing the story in your head. And even what you said there about your mindset, like how do you keep your mind ever growing? Ever grow? I tell you what, comparison is is a, is a killer for people, right? Um, and it's one thing I learned a long time ago that when I fall into a comparison, and what mm. I mean by comparison is like, oh my goodness, they're doing so well yeah. with that. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't get that gig. Oh my goodness, I must be no good. Or like I've quoted for, say, big jobs and like, you know, there'd be big corporate jobs. And yeah. you're like, and I didn't get the quote, but I'm a quote was okay. What was wrong? Was it me? Oh, maybe that girl yeah. got better than me. That, that kind of stuff happened earlier on in the career. And I realized I lost a lot of time and energy on nothing. I was just spending time thinking and focusing on stuff that is out of my control and nothing to do with me practically. Yeah. So I started, I just realized, if you ask me about my mindset, you've probably heard about flow state, you know, where you mm -hmm. get in the flow zone. Yes. Well, the best way to get a flow zone is where you're, you you become a no-fly zone, right? And I always remember it in my head that way. What I mean by that is you don't let any other people or ideas, whatever, fly into your it's space. It's like you're in a bubble. You're in one of those astro bubble. bubble where That's you're it. playing astro football. Yeah. You're like, you can bounce off me, but you're not getting in yeah. my bubble. Because as soon as we <laughs> let that stuff or narrative, whatever, yeah. from within or without get in, it can derail us. What I found was... Um, it's like, it's, it's as I say, it's stay in your lane, right? Yeah. You know when you get a new car mm -hmm. and you're driving, say, down the M50 mm. and you're going, you're loving life, new car, oh, great, amazing, you know? And, uh, you know, to you, it's like the best car ever. And then some real fancy car goes by in the fast lane and tears by it. Yeah. And you're like, oh my goodness. And then you're, you, you start to go, you're not focused on the joy of your car anymore. You're now just like, oh, look at their car. They're doing amazing. You're now getting jealous of them. Yeah. The jealousy is just taking the joy of your own car a moment yeah. away. Are you going to be in the flow state? Absolutely not. 
when we do the same with ourselves. So we're working, say, on your coaching or your career or whatever. If you want to be in that flow state, you've got to take your eyes off the other people and put it on the prize. Where are you going? What are you doing? Stay in your lane mm. and focus on your pace. There'll mm. always be better cars going faster. There'll always be other cars going slower. But the same is for you as a coach or whatever you're doing. Stay in your lane at your pace. And it's not about being the best. It's about doing your best. And that's all you got to do each day. Yeah. And you're going to have bad days. Yeah. And you're going to lose the ha- lose the, ha- the, the, the head sometimes. You're going to get frustrated or whatever else. You just go, You don't let mm. that frustration go from one day to two days. Yeah. Compartmentalize it. Get in your bubble. Get in your zone. Because when you get into a flow state, this is what I learned about mindset. When you get into that flow state where you're just kind of flying at things and moving at things. Yeah. That's when you will see the greatest things come the from that. The sweet spot. The sweet spot. <laughs> but it's it's getting into that place yeah, for Yeah, it's hard. Mm. It really is hard. And I think as well, come here, everybody suffers with that as well. You know, trying to get in, stay in your lane as well. Because, because you have everything surrounding, you know, blah, 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 all that around. And then comparisons and everything like that. Um, so then for me, I want to ask you, how do you keep your healthy boundaries? Because you're going to have clients. You're going to have, say, your, your own personal life. Yeah. Your health everything around that like how do you preserve your energy not let people in because there's going to be tough sessions as well or seminars that someone could say something to you or you could walk away going oh I feel really bad about that like how do you switch off or else how do have you created these boundaries for yourself yeah and I think it goes back to keeping a healthy mindset it's the same mm. kind of thing mm-hmm. um, you know keeping a healthy heart so to speak um, physically as well as, yeah. as well. but how it goes back down to it is this is that um, by the way that story of my heart it wasn't my heart at all I had a torn muscle Okay. And I collapsed out of exhaustion, but both looked like a heart attack. Yeah, so it wasn't a heart yeah. attack, thank God. Um, but keeping the boundaries and stuff, I always say like this, look, a routine is really something we all need. Mm. Um, don't do to-do lists, if I can say anything. Don't do to-do lists. I'm terrible at Right, right. People love a good list, but they I've never get done. I've cut back. I've cut back loads. Well, here's what I want you to do. Here's what, here's it's, no, because then you're over, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure to overachieve. And I've been working on this, I'd say, the last... I've set myself a challenge, right? The last, I'd say, six six months. And I used to plan, 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 plan. I love a plan. And I used to even go away and plan everything and Excel spreadsheets. And now I'm like, I'm a plan nothing. Right. I'm going with the flow. So I'm nearly training myself, retraining myself. Lists, I might write what I kind of need to do for the week, but if yeah. it gets done, but I'm not bum, 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 bum. Well, I'm going to tell you how <laughs> a technique that works, right? <clears throat> because we all have things that we need to plan yeah. for. Yeah. When you have something that needs to be done, mm-hmm. it goes into your calendar. Yes, I do that. So you set it on a time and a date and yes. it's done. Going on a to-do list has no, I suppose, intention to it. It's just a list whenever. But when you put it in your calendar, you you know that it's happening, that that day, at that time, I'm doing that. So yeah. forget the to-do list, which I learned, and go with calendar. Everything goes in the calendar. Yeah. It's out of my head and it has a plan. Yeah. Because we get overwhelmed when we don't have a plan. Yeah. And what I always say, like, it's funny you say that because I, what, even with my clients, what I do is I always ask them to write it down. So when they're when we're talking, we could be talking, but if we're doing, say, like work, I'm like, write it down because you're putting it, you're, it, it's real. Mm. It's on paper. You can't turn away from that because when you, say, you can say it in your head, but when it's on paper, it's real. Yeah. It's like, right, we, we've committed to this now, do you know? And it's nearly like, I know it's a to-do list, but I ha- I've definitely gotten better at it as well. Because it, it, like what you said, it is really, like, I'm, like, everyone is on a self-development journey and they're always working, but I've really put Whether we like it or not, in. we're all... Whether you like it or not, we're, <laughs> we're constantly learning from experiences yeah. all the time. And I never realised how much, and I'm... I go to therapy as well. I've had coaches in the past, all this as well. But you only realise when you're actually putting in the work, when you actually reflect. Like, have you ever done like self-reflection for yourself, for your own self, going, pat on the back for me? Like, well um, done. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose 
To, to be honest with you, I, I always look at and say, well, you know what? Am I 1% better than I was this time last year or this time last week? That's a lovely And if way, I get yeah. 1%, I'm happy out. So, you know, it keeps yeah. you grounded. You never get notions of yourself. And you kind of go, yeah, I'm better, better than I was, but I'm not there yet. You know, you never want to get to a place where you think, I've arrived. You know, that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, and I do think a big thing, which I've checked myself a lot, I'd say pre-COVID and all that, like, how do you keep your ego intact? Yeah, well, look, you I You know, think if you, like what you said, sorry for interrupting you, no, but you know, know if you said, like, oh, someone's after getting the job over me, you know, your ego, am I, you know, or else if you were going into a room, like, how do you... Very, well, do you know what? With that know? one, With that one, I always have a, I have a, I have a very <laughs> strong attitude with that. And I yeah. say, if it's for me, it won't pass me. And if it passes me, it wasn't for me. So it's an mm. old saying, but I always live by that. And yeah. so I never lose sleep on what I don't get. Yeah. You know, um, because you don't know what's coming through the door. Yeah. You know, like what's you know and and and, and sometimes I, I do believe in favor I think sometimes things will just work out for you yeah. I said if you just in, in, invest in what I always say this I said at the very before yeah. you spoke passion before profit always wins out yeah and so you're not doing something for the money you're doing for the love of it yeah you sure know? even like this part like obviously like yeah I'm funding myself doesn't I, just I happen. set it up myself and come here if something happens something happens but I'm exactly like that and when I was talking to Dan who runs the studio I was literally like I'm doing this because I, I want to do it it's a passion I want to connect with people I want to you know talk to people connect yeah. um, I didn't have that and I re- feel, feel really strongly over it so even by you saying that I'm, it's nearly like a self-reflection it's for me good, to be like oh because this is my passion it's not profit it's it's passion for me go all in on it because yeah. what what I've realised like I've done things in the, say for people or groups or whatever else and you know it's, it was just purely selfish just to help them whatever else yeah um and then you, something else, month later or something comes around and I say, well, you know what, you reap what you sow. If you put out good, it good comes back. And I believe in that. You know what I mean? So what, mm. what, what, you, if you're going to put out where you help people, I'm sure it comes back. And I've had deals that it wouldn't go, when I say a deal, it'd be like a, a, a booking or a corporate yeah. gig that you'd like to get and you don't yeah. get it. And then something bigger comes along. Uh, you know, and I've seen that loads of times, only recently even. Mm. You know? So I always think, don't lose your way. If it's not for you, you know, if it's for you, it won't pass you. Yeah. But you were asking me about like, when it comes to boundaries and stuff like that. And I said about the, boundaries, the calendar. Yeah. But another way is, I also in my calendar will now book in time off and people say, oh, but you can book it. For book, you? Yeah, for me, yeah. for myself, my wife, whatever. But just getting the balance, yeah. you know, because we get stressed so much easier when we're busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't put value on rest. Value so is, is productive. Yeah. So or say rest is productive. And it's a mistake people don't realize that if that they think, oh, I don't have time to rest, I'm go, go, go. Rest is productive. And sometimes the greatest ideas you have come from a day off or maybe a holiday or you're sitting on a beach one time yeah. and you read a book and you're like, I could do this. Yeah. You know, so you've got to, don't undervalue rest. See, it is I productive. had trouble with that where, remember I said to you before, yeah. I was go, go, wouldn't have days off, brunch, we'll do this, we'll do that. I'll slot you in, slot you in. Now, sometimes I do find I, I'm going back to that, but then I bring it back. Like even today, say work and I had the pod and I'm like, and went for a walk. But the old Emma would be like, gym, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Balance. Balance, balance, balance. And I do see out on the kayak. I love this. The kayak's my happy place uh, right I there. Do see, I seen it the other day. He had like a little fulfill bar. <laughs> he was like, this is my own cafe. That's, that's it, yeah, yeah. I love it because I love, I don't kayak him before like a few times. Oh, I and love I it. love it. And I think I'm such, like I love anything to do with the sea. Do you so, have anything else you love? Is that your thing to switch off or um, what else do you have def- to if, bring if, you home? If, if I have had a mad busy week or whatever else yeah. and I want to get like just chilled, yeah. right? Um. Like I don't go and say, you know, you know, sit down and meditate with a candle like a lot of people do, right? That serves a lot of people a lot of good, right? Mm-hmm. For me, what I discovered, 
um, was that when I'm on the ocean or the sea, Same. Um, and it's just what works for me, you know, kind of, uh, so, so there's no wrong or right answer. It's what works for you, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Um, and if I'm on the sea and I come back from being on the kayak, I am like zen. Like I am like so chilled. Like, I've, like I was drugged or Are something. Are you like a water sign? I need to know this. So, like your astrology. What's your star sign? No idea. What's your star sign though? So, oh, I, I don't know. What? When were you born? December. Oh God, are you a Capricorn? I don't. I don't know. You see, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't purposely know. Oh no, no, because no, only because you'd be a water sign, and then you'd go to. Do that. You know why? Why? Right? And you're gonna you're gonna hate me for when I say this. <laughs> what? Because all of that stuff conditions people. Yeah, right? no, I know. I'm so I know this is terrible, yeah, right? But everyone has their own beliefs. They Ta-da! do. They do. I just find. No, I know. I don't want. Yeah, I just find I'm everyone. real anti-conditioning stuff for me. No, I understand because then bad? no, because that's your setup. <laughs> that's what makes you, Mark. I'm like. The, do you know when someone says oh, There's no judgment card here There's Good. no judgment I like card that. No 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 We don't do So don't I, judge. I steer clear of all that stuff <laughs> Good for um, you From me Yeah Because I always find um, You know if your weekend's gonna be like this Are you gonna be to have this and Whatever else And I'm like that gets into your subconscious No 100% It's like fortune telling like, and I'm, then, I'm not into that at all until March No come here I do love a bit of But I don't live my life by that Like what you said I stay in my lane And I let it flow I let it, yeah, I'm, let it go Yeah I'm not uh, I'm not no. raining anyone's parade here no. It's just I'm like you're allowed to have yeah you're allowed to have that. I'm just like a real real thing so kayaking is definitely one yeah. thing that gets me like totally grounded what else downhill mountain biking um because oh. it's exhilarating mm. and you, you cannot think of anything else otherwise you'll hit a you're tree. in flow so you totally yeah and mm. if I go from that to re- to write in a workshop which I do many a time like I go for the cycling and then I'll come home and I'll, I'll write like literally write a workshop and just start going yeah because my head's been clear like yeah and like you were saying earlier on to me. When you force yourself to do something, like what you said when you were going on that journey of healing from mm. your burnout and your, um, your chest pains and stuff like that, you were nearly like, right, I'm going to figure it out myself, my mind. And I was similar to you, where I was I was seeing all this. We were in COVID, we were in lockdown. Everyone was like, meditation, workout. And I was like, right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to heal. I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to walk. I'm going to read books. I'm going to... Physically couldn't do any of that, but I only realized then I actually had to be kind to myself and being like Emma, you got up today, you share today, you he-, like you know, yeah. and it is like uh, like life is not linear; it's a roller coaster. I call it ups down, ups downs. But like you've figured out in between. Like imagine if it was a flat line, boring. Yeah, do you know, it's finding your flow. And I think now only from reflecting. And like what you said, I'm only finding my flow, like like what you're saying now, I love getting outdoors, going to nature, and that's when I feel invigorated. Like, I love going on my little mindfulness walks, I don't listen to anything, I go out to nature for like 40 minutes to an hour, and I literally just like sometimes close my eyes and like feel, hear, see. I actually get tingles through my whole body, like, and I'm yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. It's just amazing. Like I love hiking. What it does. It's insane. And to anyone out there, don't be afraid to do things on your own. So obviously you go kayaking on your own. I do because she hates the water and, and, so and like, no one else has a kayak. So yeah, I'm, I'm kayaking on my own. But with like, you know, would that has that ever, when you started out, like your confidence, or were you like, no, I'm doing this on my own? Do you know the way some people don't like to do things on their own? So like... Yeah, it's funny. Um, I just really wanted to get on the water mm. and I tried to find groups that did it and so forth. And I said, I have a choice here. I like either I, I, I do this yeah. on my own or whatever else. And I've still not found a kayak club in the south of Dublin. Like, that's, here, like So I'm like, I'm still on my own. Scaries. <laughs> There's always people out there in kayaks and I'm, scaries. I've, lo- I've, been, I've messaged people on Facebook okay. and all sorts of things. Anyone out there who has a kayak who is, is listening to this pod, will you actually DM? Yeah, please do. <laughs> the little, any club's honestly, going. Honestly, I'm, I'm the, like little, you know, 
<laughs> I, I'm literally. Why like, don't you set up your own kayak club? I should. Well, you know what? I um. I. It's funny you say that because uh, I. I was actually contemplating doing something like that. But with a K, not a C club. So yeah. Um. It's funny because I, I yeah, we were thinking, that I, yeah. I have a monthly group that I coach, Cute. so, um, like, uh, clients, and what we do is we go hiking once a month, and for a lot of people, they wouldn't have had other people to hike with, yeah, and now yeah, they do, yeah. it's really, really cool, yeah, so you lovely. get to know people as well, yeah. time, um, as well as the coaching, but I was like, do I start a kayaking club now? I said, that'd be another I'll go, club to I'll manage. buy a ca- I'll go, Wait, like <laughs> so. a town, you, like, why not? And I think there's a place, I went down to Cabo Cabins there only about two weeks ago, and they have kayaks, paddle boards, yeah. boats, all that as well. It's it's fantastic I though. love it. But I, I think for everyone, there's no, you know, wrong in what whatever gets you back to centre. You find out what is your medicine, so to speak. Yeah. And go for it. And that's what I say, like, I, if I don't know, say, you're asking me stars or whatever, I said, I'm just not into that. But, doesn't it's all about finding what what works yeah. for you? But I always say to people, a good place to start are activities, as in let's say activities, but hiking, yeah, on the sea, on a bike, yeah. in the gym. Start with physical activities yeah. is a great place to start if you want to start getting back to your center. Mm. And even if it means sitting by a river with a book or mm. you know lighting a candle, having a warm bath or whatever, that's always a good place to start because a lot of us don't give it the time. Yeah, we think I'd like that, yeah, but I never do it. Mm. But it's only when you do it because I didn't realize how for me the relaxed vibe I got from the kayak and I didn't think I, I it wasn't until I did it I was very afraid. Is it's mad, isn't it? Because even when I do coaching, I'm like, right. So you said you don't want to do that. Have you done it before? Yeah. How did that make you feel? Oh, yeah. Well, do you want to go back to the place? Yes. So would you rather commit to do that again yeah. to make that you feel that way or not do it? And then it's like, ooh, I actually did it. It's like, you know, I can't do it. That yeah. mindset as well. But it is so powerful when you do commit to it. You know, it's procrastination. It's trying things. And then if you were to give yourself advice over the last few years, mm-hmm. what would it be? Um... Happy wife, happy life. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what was the advice I give myself over the last few years? That's a good question. I like that. Good Bit question. Bit of self-reflection here. Yeah, it is. As I look off into the, into the sky. Um, what advice would I give myself from the last few years? i tell you what I'd say. Um, I'd probably say that... That's a good, I have a few answers I'm thinking of now. I'm like, which one? Oh, I'm with? challenging a life coach. Yeah, I'm like, what, what would my answer be? <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what the advice that I would give myself, but yeah. also to other people. Mm. Um, we don't believe in ourselves half as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that people need to aim higher than they do. Mm. And it's not about professional or financial success, mm-hmm. but with the quality of their lives. Yeah. Um, and the reason I'm saying that's, what would I say that to myself? Because I've seen so many people who through COVID, I'm just talking, referring yeah, to that, yeah. you know, that I've worked with through COVID, who have had a new lease of life mm. that they never thought possible, but only because they were forced to stop. Yeah. And I said, you know, what if pe- that person or the clients that I've worked with over the, the last couple of years, what if they had that, you know, m- I suppose mindset shift 10 years ago mm. or, t- or 15 years ago? Mm. You know, where would their life be now? You know, and I'll always say it like this, doesn't matter what age you are, age is but a number, mm-hmm. but your mindset is everything. Yeah. You know, I heard um it was my grandmother said she was my coach. People say, Where who's your coach? My my grandmother was my coach, to be honest. She was, Same. She was so amazing. Yeah. Um, but she said, uh, lonely is a state of mind. Mm. You know, and because she had two husbands and they both had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um not two husbands at the same time, okay, one after <laughs> but 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 she said loneliness is a state of mind. 
And because she never got, you know, was never lonely and so forth. Mm. And that was kind of like, you know, you hear something, you're going to go, oh, that sounds okay. But then you think later on, loneliness is a state of mind. So that means de- depression is is like a state of mind. And mm. anxiety is like a state of mind. And that's mm-hmm. the things I could understand mm-hmm. or relate to. And I said, if that's a, a state we mm-hmm. can get into, what would be a better state than that? Obviously, peace and calm. And what would be the state that of mind that we want to work toward? Yeah. One that doesn't compare. Yeah. One that is our best self. Yeah. And one that doesn't have notions about oneself. That, mm-hmm. you know, we're grounded, but yet we're our mm. best side out. We're confident. We believe in ourselves. So many of us, we learn all this stuff through school and through academics and COVID and pandemics. We've learned all the you know, things that we learn. But the real lessons we need to learn is, and this is what I work a lot with people, is confidence, yeah. self-belief, you know, and, and finding your purpose so that you can live a life that gives you fulfillment, yes. not just the paycheck. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I've learned so much and you've been a pleasure to talk to. And thank you you again for coming on. No, absolute pleasure. So listen, thanks very much for having me on. Thank you. Well, that's it for today on my pod. I hope you got loads of information as much as I did. You can follow Mark over on his Insta, which is Mark Fennell, and myself, which is at Emma Q. Thank you so much for tuning in.